who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Bieras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney Plus. All right, go ahead and roll for perception. I got a thirteen. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell that there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language, and with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian, and I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from recalcitrant rogues to rabid revenants. And today, we are talking about gnomes. Gnomes. Prepare yourselves. I cast fireball. The Dungeon Cast. What's a gnome? Um, so, <laughs> gnomes are uh, another short race, much like halflings. Um, I am not short nearly... Short-statured. Yeah, short-statured, yes. They're very, uh, they're very small. As a matter of fact, they uh, have a high tendency to be shorter and smaller than halflings. Okay. Which is pretty impressive because halflings are very small. Yeah. Um, gnomes are a really strange race. We're going to talk about three... Um, um, sub races of gnomes, all three of which are very different from each other, um, more drastically than say like the sub races of elves or the uh, drow or dark elves are very different. Or from dwarves. Them. Yeah, dwarves or, are surprisingly dwarves. similar. Yeah, like all dwarves are dwarves. Dwarves are dwarves. Are dwarves are dwarves. Beach so, dwarf. Uh, gnomes. What do you know about gnomes? I know that my dad likes to buy them and put them in the yard. Oh, and yard it, gnomes, it creeps yeah. me the hell out. What's the uh, What's the company <laughs> with the with the gnome? Is it Travelocity or Yeah, is it, is I think it, it is. Yeah, yeah, with the uh, with the travel gnome. Um, that's that's cool. funny that you mentioned this episode is brought to you by Travelocity. Oh, of course, it's psych. I fucking wish. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, I would gladly take their money. Um, um, my dad does have like a gnome that is riding a uh, like a bullfrog. And that's pretty I, cool. That one creeps me out the least. It's very actually kind of funny. Yeah, and that is very reminiscent of uh, like fey creatures, which gnomes in this though they don't have the fey ancestry, they're very traditionally uh, fey-ish 
creatures they okay. base sometimes especially the forest gnomes which we'll get into i did some reading on the origins of gnomes in general and they actually um they came about during the renaissance which okay. is an odd time for fantasy things to come about since that was more of a religious time but they were created as the antithesis of uh fairies Wow. Well, fairies were more elegant and luminous and whatnot. Gnomes were more rocky and ugly, and they're just like the the opposite. Of, yes, and the they had a opposite a, side of the same coin, if you will. Exactly, and stories and artwork was uh, rendered of them at that time, and they just kind of became a little popular, and then could probably faded out of popularity. I'm not sure when D and D started using gnomes. I don't know if they were in the first edition, but they've been in every edition that I've played. I bet those Renaissance um, gnomes traditionally wear like. High waisted uh, shorts and like I'm pointy sure, hats. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they had very knobby and uh, stunted features as well. Uh, I think that's most people's classic like image of the gnome. Gnomes in D and D are a lot different than that. Is Although they like can a, be kind of like that. Is it like a leprechaun? Are, are leprechauns yeah. a thing in D and D? I know that we had a I leprechaun mean, in a game. Yeah. They're not in the monster manual now, but I'm sure they'll pop up somewhere again. That would be probably a fey based creature. If you reskin for a, yeah, if you reskin <laughs> for a for a uh, for a leprechaun, would uh, you use a gnome? Are they like close enough? Some of the things. Okay, so gnomes are interesting in D and D. They're very magically inclined. Okay, um, so they're doing. They're very smart. They're very cunning. Um, casting spells. Well, let's go. Let's go over the things that like define gnomes. Um, because there's a lot of uh, personality traits that gnomes have a tendency to have that's very reminiscent of halflings. Like they're very affable and very enthusiastic and energetic. Uh, they're very curious like halflings. They're actually way more curious than halflings. Like halflings can contain it. Gnomes are just curious about everything and anything. Um, and uh, one of the things about gnomes is their hair tends to stick out in all directions. Oh. It's very easy to spot a gnome because, like, it, it doesn't just, like, not like they have a, a what's the word, a, like, bedhead. It's not like that. It's, like, literally, like, Japanese anime style where it's just like foo, 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 foo. things like cloud <laughs> like <stripes. Yugi-Moto. laughs> yeah exactly it's like just poof all over the place okay so it's, um, it's not like freight like frayed out it's just like sticking very, out in big almost like stylized pieces. It yeah looks, okay. it looks kind of cool actually I think interesting um gnomes are okay so uh gnomes are to elves like what halflings are to men um there's a lot of like similarities they have the pointed ears they live long lives they're very fey based they're very magically inclined i, I get you. they're I like the elves saying. of halflings i got you i mean that is super simplifying it it's not that simple because uh gnomes are actually very uh serious and oh i see constantly joking and they live very fast lives while elves live more longer slower wiser yeah. serious lives yeah but Elves seem to it's take still, things very seriously all the time. Yeah, yeah, they do. And it, it, but it is a, a, it's a good parallel as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, gnomes are very mischievous. Yes, they tend to get yes. in a lot of trouble. Um, they're very merry and pippinesque from Lord of the Rings. Um, this, to me, ties into the fact that they tend to be fae-based creatures or fae-related creatures. Are they and, thieves? Are they like seen as they, thieves? I mean, they can be. Um, Kender, which are like a halfling oh, subrace, yeah. are they thieves? Uh, gnomes aren't really known as thieves. Like, not in my experience. There are gnome thieves. I keep seeing a Tumblr post that's like party of kenders doing it yeah and everyone's oh, like no. no no you shouldn't I and there's like that. i am and I, I i wouldn't i love kenders <laughs> i i do i think they're a great race to read about i don't think they function too well in a dnd setting um everyone's just got to be down yeah everyone's got to be down everything is everyone's you could probably only have one or two you can't have a whole party of them that would just be you're constantly switching weapons 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, okay, that'd be kind of charming. Like, it would be cool for like a one or two shot. I'm not. Yeah, there's no good. way I'm getting involved in campaign. That's all candor. Maybe no your way. one shot goes really well, and you just fall in love with the character. And you just now you're campaigning like be. a bunch of Kenders never, running around stealing know. everything forever. You never know. <laughs> um, all of your everything live, has belonged to us. Right. Gnomes live a very long time. Not as long as elves, but longer than dwarves. They live anywhere from 300 to 500 years long. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. They, uh, and the, unlike elves, they do show their age. Elves stay youthful looking to the day they oh, die. right. So a, a gnome would just, like, become older and older looking. Mm-hmm. So what, like, around the 100-year marker... Well, let me let me phrase it like this: If is a gnome's lifespan like physically stretched out to the point where, when they're near the end, they start looking like a, how a human would look as an old person? Um, is it like that, or do they age like, let's say, they age like a human, where like eighty years goes by and they look like they're eighty, like they're all wrinkled and stuff, and then they just keep on going? No, it's more like like uh, gnomes usually reach maturity around forty years old. That's okay. when they become an adult. Cool. So it's it's just stretched out over that time. Gotcha. Um, although some of the images. You see of like old wizened gnomes they're like really old they're like 102 <laughs> with like a whatever walking stick and like a cane <laughs> if you will hunched over and like yeah whatever um so they live these long lives but as i said unlike elves they're not like they don't take their time about anything if anything gnomes often feel like they don't have enough time to do all the things they want to do in life despite oh, having all this time yeah. to live they are they words fly out of their mouths like so fast sometimes I've seen like iterations of gnomes where it's like literally uh, when you're reading like their dialogue all their words run together with no spaces in between them so you're like what <laughs> did they say the fuck you're and, saying to me and, bro and other characters that are dealing with them like often make them repeat themselves interesting they speak so quickly oh that's um, gonna be just, that would that's a hard NPC to throw yeah it's a hard NPC I'm, I don't have my gnomes do that because that's annoying but uh, <laughs> but if you're a player maybe you do want to do that and that's kind of cool i think it'd be cool i wouldn't like the reason for me that it's annoying is because i wouldn't want to have to do that all the time yeah but i wouldn't mind if a player at my table wanted to do that i know some time. people that are really good at it yeah they, they can, that's the thing they can like, run their mouth yeah that's yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> um so yeah they're fast speakers they have a tendency not to take things too seriously a lot of times okay so i say that with a big grain of salt because sometimes there are very serious gnomes uh, rock gnomes tend to be way more serious, while forest gnomes are way more whimsical. But at the same time, it's kind of inconsistent. How many different gnomes we got? We got three. Got, got three okay. gnomes. That's we're not as many as I thought you were about to tell I'm me. I'm doing general right. gnome knowledge right now. That general gnome knowledge. Yeah, that good exactly. GG. That good GGK. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, they have a tendency. They have a, a, a rep of being jokesters and pranksters and, and just all around mischief makers. Um, they make great bards. They're considered good entertainers. Um they're very clever and they're very cunning. Now, this is truly across all three iterations of gnomes. They're all very smart in their own way. Okay. Um, and all three are mm, very magically inclined. Like uh, forest gnomes will gain. I think they gain a cantrip. I know that they all have um, what's called gnome cunning, where they have advantage on all charisma, wisdom, and intelligence saving throws oh, when it comes to saving off any magical effects. Oh shit! They're just really good at that. Like, so magic doesn't affect them as much because they're really just in tune with it. Because illusion stuff is usually magic, right? Yeah. Oh, illusion. That's what it is. Forest forest gnomes get minor illusion. Just they all have it. That's they all awesome. Can do it. Yeah, it's really cool. So you can be a fighter, but you can do minor illusion. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Class. Yeah. yeah. So that's what you mean when you say a, a gnome is uh, magically inclined. Because I was like, how would they if you if you're picking a non magical class? What's going on there? And there yeah. it is. You gain. Yeah, you gain uh, the minor illusion cantrip no matter what. Sweet. And um, 
All gnomes get a plus two to intelligence. That is their main stat that gets boosted. They make great wizards. Nice. Great alchemists, great artificers, great all that stuff. Um, they, um, it's like I'm thinking about um, what's his name from 007 Goldeneye? Um, odd job. <laughs> I've never seen odd job is super short and uh-huh. all of the care, all of the, um, the playable characters in, uh, in golden eye are like double the height. Is that why I always hear no odd job? No odd job. No odd job. Cause he's short. You can't shoot the dude. Oh my God. I feel like I'm super late to the party on this joke. Yes. Like I'm like 15 years late. That's about right. Okay. Well, <laughs> welcome I'm to the joke. I Will. understand it now. Yeah. Odd job. Um, no, our gnomes odd job. Do they get like up? Uh, are they harder to hit? Um, no, they don't. Yeah, um, in other really... iterations, they might. Okay, so I know that the halfling, in some iterations of D and D, I don't think fifth edition literally get AC bonuses or advantages on like avoiding um, bigger creatures than themselves because they're so small and nimble. Okay. Gnomes don't get it here, but it's possible in previous editions they did just like halflings. I don't know, but uh, but no, they're not in fifth edition. They're not odd jobs. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh well. One last general thing I want to talk about when it comes to gnomes is, much like hobbits, um, gnomes live underground in all iterations. Even forest gnomes that live deep in the forest, they're they're more like hobbits making their homes in little hills. Okay. Um, they all live under the ground in some capacity, but not nearly as much as dwarves. They require fresh air. They're not like dwarves that like can live underground hold up for forever. all their lives. Yeah. yeah I just fucking love that shit. <laughs> um, gnomes aren't quite like that. Man, it's dark in here. Love this shit. Yeah, fucking love Man, well, they are stale, but I yeah. love this shit so much. <laughs> uh, and, and because of the whole underground thing, they, they all get dark vision. Most Sweet. of the things in this game get dark vision. It's actually uh, interesting because it, it wasn't like that in previous editions. Yeah. Um, it's actually... It's, like, oh, you can just see all the time. Yeah, just Sweet. all the time. You just never can't not see, so, uh, <laughs> unless it's magical. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what's that spell mm-hmm. that um darkness. that does darkness? darkness what yeah. is it like a big uh forty foot, thirty foot? Cube? I don't remember the the metrics on it, but it's a big. It's old fucking troublesome. Black is what it is that you can't see through no matter what, unless Especially you cast it. Multiple people are popping it up. Yeah. yeah. So um, gnomes, um, unlike halflings, like okay, so I think when we talked about halflings, we talked about how halflings have found themselves integrating with all cultures across the world. People like them. Uh, people accept them pretty yeah. much everywhere, and they integrate in dwarven cities. They're involved in elven communities. They're involved in all cities, human cities and towns. Gnomes, not so much. Gnomes tend to stay in really close-knit, private communities, secreted away somewhere. Okay. You do have plenty of gnomes that venture out and then are parts of cities. I love having gnome NPCs. Um, <laughs> okay. I've, I've only played one gnome before, and it was a lot of fun, but like I have way more fun with gnome NPCs. Okay. Um, I just they do seem interesting. Yeah, because like they're whimsical. Yeah, and uh, I mean I don't necessarily want to play Fae running around character. in your town exactly. And so I've had some really funny uh, NPCs and some really cool interactions with my players and gnome NPCs. But um, <clears throat> like I said, there are plenty of gnomes that, of course, venture forth from these communities. Otherwise, you wouldn't have gnome adventurers. Right. But as generally speaking, they tend to live in very close knit uh, communities that are very secretive. I see. Um. Forest gnomes, which is the first iteration we're going to go over, are the most fae-like. Um, and I would almost say like the only really fae-like of the three types of gnomes. I generally see them drawn a little bit taller than some other gnomes. Okay. Um, they have like highly colored hair a lot of the time. Um, like a troll doll? Uh, yeah. Yeah, very much so, actually. <laughs> and, uh, you know, generally like uh, super pointed ears and all that. Very elven-like. Okay. And uh, they are the ones that are especially good at like illusions. So that's why they get the nice. minor illusion cantrip. 
Um, they're they're the most mischievous and whimsical, and they don't take anything seriously kind of deal. But they're also very very in tune with nature, and nature okay. is very very important to know. I was gonna ask like what roots them into like a community, and when you have when you're whimsical like that. Yeah, it's it's they uh, they stick together in their like forest domain, and they usually have it protected by many illusions, so people can't just find them. Mm. And uh, they they are so attuned with nature that all forest gnomes are capable of speaking with small creatures. Okay. You just get that. You can just have conversations with small beasts. Nice. That's, so it's really cool. That's really yeah. stupid useful, actually. Yeah, that was really cool. I've always liked the idea of running like a gnome wizard and you use Find Familiar to have like, I don't know, a pet cat. Right, you right. Just have whole conversations with your kitty cat. That's pretty sweet. It'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, familiars are really cool. They're, we'll get into that another time. They're the most stealthy of the three gnomes. They get a uh, bonus to dexterity. Ooh, um, I like that. Which is, of course, very handy. And they're the most like secretive. Again, they're they're the ones the most hidden away. Are and they in the treasure? Um, I mean, not any more or less than any other race, from okay. what I know. Um, they're not like, like leprechauns. Yeah, okay. Yeah, That's yeah. where I'm trying. I'm trying to differentiate a little bit. Yeah, I got the lep- leprechaun in my they're brain not, now. Yeah, they're not leprechauns. Okay, um, cool. But yeah, so uh, so forest gnomes attuned with nature, natural illusionists, very fae-like, very mischievous and whimsical. Uh, very stealthy and very secretive. Um, they're probably the least common gnome. Excuse me, that um, an adventurer may come across because again, they're in their hidden secret. Yeah, you're not going to like stumble upon it unless you're like trying to. Maybe yeah. like well, stumbling upon it seems hard when they're like, yes, wrapped in illusions. Definitely, uh, they're the type of gnomes you're going to find throughout the Feywild. Right. Okay. Um, so, so they're I, living I, like in the Feywild. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've seen dang. that like iterated like in fourth edition. Like gnomes were of the Fey. And they were in the Feywild, cool. all up in it with the Eladrin. Cool. Like, and I like that iteration of the gnomes. It's it's the my favorite. I like rock gnomes a lot, but I just like forest gnomes better. So they're like they like are fake creatures. Yeah, except for in fifth edition. In fourth edition, they literally had fake ancestry. In this one, they don't. Okay. Um, not like elves. Elves have fake ancestry, ancestry in this game. Um, so uh, I, I I said that forest gnomes are probably the least likely for an adventure to find. That's actually wrong. The deep gnomes are. But of the main two, rock and forest gnomes, forest gnomes are going to be a little less okay. common. So on the flip side of forest gnomes are rock gnomes, which are drastically different from forest gnomes. These are the city dwellers. These are the oh. miners and crafters. Rock gnomes are the most notorious inventors in D&D. Like uh, they're also known as... Type artificer, yeah, artificery and alchemy and just general machinery and invention. Uh, rock gnomes are also known as tinker gnomes because of this. They oh, tinker yeah. around okay. with stuff. Um, they don't have the speak with small beasts. They don't have the illusion stuff, and they don't have the dexterity bonus. They're a little hardier. They're a bit more dwarf like. Yeah, they're, um, they're into material things. It seems they are. They're not greedy like uh, like dwarves are, but uh, they do get a plus one in constitution just like dwarves do. Okay. Um, they are very meat. intelligent while like dwarves get uh like uh, I think it's called stone uh crafters lore or something like that for their race. They get what's called art artificers lore where they can make an intelligence or history check related to magical items, uh alchemical objects, technological devices, and they can add twice of their proficiency bonus instead of just a proficiency bonus. Oh hell yeah. They just got this inherent like mechanical mind. DMs beware. Yeah, exactly. So like even though they don't have uh the natural ability to cast the spells, they do have the natural ability to understand magic nice. and mechanical stuff as well. Um they also okay so so they get this really cool feature called Tinker, and there's no other feature that any other race gets that's like this. But basically, they gain a proficiency in artisan's tools uh, called Tinker Tools, okay. um, and using those tools, they can spend an hour and ten gold worth of materials to craft one of three objects. 
The three objects are a clockwork toy, which is like a toy usually in the shape of like an animal or a monster, maybe a person. It really oh, like anything. a wind-up like a wind, toy? Exactly. Like it's a, it's a wind-up toy. That's cool. And it'll like That's really pop cool. or whatever. Okay. Um, a fire starter, think like a Zippo lighter. Oh, nice. Yeah, which, like, doesn't oh, sound... Fucking... Yeah, can you imagine? You just, you know? Like, Hell yeah. Back in medieval times, that's, you might as well cast light or fireball. Oh, yeah. You know, that, well, not fireball, but yeah. Um, you need some aerosol for that. Aerosol can. Yeah, you know, or Molotov cocktail. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Fireball, bitch! <laughs> um, and no, then, don't uh, tempt me, man. Yeah, and don't then, uh, that... God, that'd be so much fun to run a gnome that's just, like... Straight alchemist and just <laughs> blowing shit up all the time. That's cool. Like literally, like carrying like bottles of rubbing I, alcohol on him. I can't wait for an actual can alchemist plant. Can you make a Molotov cocktail with rubbing alcohol? Is I don't that know. like? I don't really I don't know, know how to make a Brian, Molotov cocktail. I do not associate myself with criminal activities, and uh, quite frankly, I'm offended that you asked me. <laughs> I'm so, going to learn how to make a Molotov okay, cocktail, and I don't want to know about it. I'll do it. Don't uh, tell me. I'll do it in between I'm episodes. The law, I'm the lawful good side of this podcast. I'm the okay. chaotic neutral. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, gnomes can, uh, the tinker gnomes can, or rock gnomes can make one more thing, and that's a music box, which is kind of nice. Sweet. That's okay. Cool. Uh, you know, like, like outside of the fire like starter, outside yeah. of the fire starter, there's no like real mechanical benefit to these creations but like the concept's just really cool and very flavorful and i really like it well i could see you doing like a persuasion check like here i'll give you this i'll give you this musical this music box that i just fucking made it's one of a kind unique yeah Yeah. it plays a sweet ass tune that i love that's cool yeah Yeah, you totally could i wish i saw more gnomes in my my dnd experience not a lot of people like to play the short races for some reason yeah i think they're really cool I think they're really charming. Maybe they're, f- they're forgotten about because maybe I think uh, I think people associate being small with being weak, and they don't want to be weak because they don't want to die. That is not the case in D anD. d Well, I mean, these guys can hold themselves up in a fight, much like halflings can. Like, if anything, halflings are hard to hard to take down a lot of the time because of their freaking lucky ability. Oh my and god! Whatnot. But um, speaking of combat, I'm getting a little tired. I think it might be time for a short rest. Short rest time. Let's, Let's do, do this. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. It doesn't matter if you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. It's like I said before, Shopify is going to take your business no matter what stage it's at and elevate it to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash DungeonCast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash DungeonCast. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. 
But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening and watching once again. Always appreciate that support, uh, the outpouring of people coming out and uh, and touching on our stuff, uh, giving us feedback, leaving comments, hitting up that iTunes, giving us that solid rating. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't say enough how much we appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. In fact, I think Will has some people that he'd like to reach out to in particular. Yeah, it's shout out time, my friend. Yeah, we want to do some shout outs to some people that have been tweeting out links to our show. We really appreciate it. And we want to say thank you. So thank you, Roz651 Egghead. Thank you, Castle Red Fox. Thank you, Geek Girl Bookworm. And thank you, Half Orc Bard. Uh, you guys uh, tweeted out the nice show names. and to, to your followers and hashtag Dungeon Cast. And thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Um, thank you, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. And just so you know, all these people have been entered into the contest to win one of two books that we were giving out. We're giving out two copies of... Uh, um, Tales from the Yawning Portal, which is going to be the newest D&D book coming out. I think it comes out on April 3rd. Um, this contest is running till the 30th of March. All you have to do to enter it is tweet uh, a link to our show out to your followers. And remember to put the hashtag DungeonCast so that I can catch it and enter you on this list. You will get a shout out and you will be entered into this contest. Hashtag DungeonCast. That's, uh, that's one. You know, Feel free to put that on anything. Yeah, you know we yeah. like seeing it. Anything and everything. <laughs> and uh, Will's Will's real good about going through the Twitter. So if you if you put that on something, Will's gonna see it. So uh, yeah, I really appreciate you guys. Um, you can find our show on SoundCloud.com slash The Dungeon Cast. You can find us on YouTube. That's uh that's picking up some steam. Yeah, uh, yeah getting a lot so. of subs and uh, and views there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you can tweet at us at The Dungeon Cast, obviously, or you can email us at gmail.com. That's uh The Dungeon Cast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um. Is there anything else we want to say before we get back to this? You know what? Let's get back to gnomes. Let's get back to some of these little gnomes. <laughs> okay, well, so we've talked about some forest gnomes. We've talked mm-hmm. about rock gnomes, but yes, I don't think we got into what rock gnomes look like. I'm kind of curious. Oh, yeah, I did. I described what forest gnomes look like, but not rock gnomes. Um, I've seen rock gnomes done in a few ways. Uh I've seen them done in the really tiny 
like almost like not quite garden gnome size, but real small, like yeah. foot and a half tall. Yeah. Uh, with like a wrench in one hand, goggles on, and they're ready to to. Fuck oh, shit up I think and, I've like, seen some engines. art like that. That's you pretty cool. That, uh, World of Warcraft actually is a really good example of that iteration of the gnome. Cool. Uh, and World of Warcraft gnomes are very rock gnome like, and yeah, that's probably where they. Would got you the say like from. a rock gnome has a little more like he's been lifting? He's a little more buff. Uh, there's no uh, stats that they get. Well, they get constitution. So yeah, a little bit. They, they're a little more hardy because they're working with machine work. I guess they also like it underground a little bit more. Okay. Um, I've seen. Rock gnomes that are a little bit more um, like stubby and knobby in features, but I've also seen plenty of rock gnomes that uh, kind of look more like forest gnomes, just less uh, colorful. Okay, so they're they're you know they're just as not just as dexterous, but they're you know just as slender. Yeah, and the same I picture stuff in the Fey looking yeah more colorful and vibrant, mm-hmm. and maybe a rock gnome looking a little more like you know earthy toned uh, exactly. skin and hair and exactly. stuff like that. Maybe eyes. So it's kind of funny. Like I've seen uh, rock gnomes more iterations of the rock gnome than other kinds of gnomes. Other kinds of gnomes are more like. There's it's one kind of steampunky. You got some goggles very, on and a wrench. Very uh, steampunky. Steampunk yeah. is pretty cool. Right yeah, absolutely, now. absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm not too familiar with the Eberron setting, but I do know it's pretty steampunk, and I wouldn't be surprised if gnomes are fairly prominent. Oh, cool. Yeah. Maybe a listener can tell me. I'd like to hear it. Yeah, if you have some information about gnomes and we're not touching on here, I know we're we're kind of um, we're stabbing in the dark a little bit here. We're not. I don't think this is either of our forte, but I'm not a uh, gnome expert. But yeah, I know, I know a little of the gnome. I would like to know more. So if you guys have anything you want to tweet out at us, that'd be awesome. I'd love to love to see something about that. I think uh, generally across all three gnome subtypes, because we're about to get into deep gnomes after this. How deep uh, they're are all gnomes? very skillful. Gnomes are very skillful. They're good at doing very specific things. Things like working with their hands. Like forest gnomes are very good at spell work. And yeah, being stealthy. cool. Rock gnomes are very good at invention and working with their hands. And deep gnomes are good at getting deep. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> they're good at getting deep because they are great miners. Whatever that means. They delve deep. They delve. They, they, they delve real deep. They go deep. They roll miners. deep. Um, and as such, I think they have a tendency to be fairly master crafters, nowhere near like what dwarves are. Dwarves. Yeah, I'm sure they're having to make tools and things. Lockdown. But yeah, exactly. They're, they're master miners. Um, so let's talk about the sphere Feblin or deep gnomes. Yeah. You heard me right. The sphere Feblin. That's probably the sphere. best you'll ever hear me say it. Cause sphere Feblin. God. Sphere Feblins. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Deep gnomes. <laughs> so deep gnomes live in the underdark. And they are one of the few things in the Underdark that are not mean and nasty. Like dark elves. Like dark elves or Dwargar or pretty much anything what? down there. Illithids and Grimlocks and Beholders and all kinds of other bullshit. Is the Beholder in the Underdark? Uh, yeah, a lot of times they'll be found down there. Ooh. I mean, it's a nasty, scary place. <laughs> we will do an Atlas Xteris episode on the Underdark. And Interesting. way scarier than the Feywild, I will tell you that. Oh, yeah. Uh, it has uh, to be. Yeah, so... But yes, Unless you have dark deep vision. gnomes make their home there. They live their entire lives underground, deep, deep underground. Um, because of the nature of where they live and how mean and nasty their environment is, they are a very, they're very guarded and very suspicious of other people. Okay. They do not trust easily. Okay. Um, because they can't. Like, forest gnomes and rock gnomes have the benefit of being surrounded by a bunch of really dope, bigger races that generally keep the peace yeah, there's so probably forest- some kind of symbiotic relationships going on yeah you know? yeah you know so forest gnomes and rock gnomes are very curious and explorative and and you know enthusiastic <laughs> and trusting deep gnomes are the opposite they keep close-knit they 
keep guarded. They don't talk too much. They're very suspicious. They're very serious. We don't trust shit. We don't trust you. Who are you with? Did yeah. you come with the beholder? Fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty <laughs> stay, much exactly stay that. Stay out of our yeah. section of the end of Dark, you motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, and man. Uh, and like I think uh, in Forgotten Realms, there's another uh, species that's very uh, Deep Gnome-esque looking. They're like, so what gnomes are to elves and what halflings are to uh, humans, the Darrow are to dark elves, kind of. And the Darrow are mean, nasty, very drow-looking halfling people. <laughs> They're just murderous. They just oh, love sh- to kill. They're nasty little fuckers. They just hang out, wait for something yeah. to come by, and then they uh, murder a little yeah. bit fuck those guys <laughs> so they got to deal with that they got to deal with all the bad stuff and like they're not too trusting cool. um but they they are good at mining and they ought to be because they're surrounded by nothing but rock all around um they um interestingly enough they have a uh, very dark gray skin much like the duergar or the dark elves or the darrow um while all three of those other races have pure white hair mm-hmm. and Forest gnomes and rock gnomes have very wild hair, and in case of forest gnomes, colorful hair. All deep gnomes are born bald and oh. remain bald. They are just bald. That's drastically different. Yes, for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, cool. They have a very distinct look, and uh, I like deep gnomes. I think they're they're cool. It's it's they're very dwarf like without being too dwarf like. I don't know what it is. They're very serious, and um, obviously they live underground. And they're good at mining. And they're mining. Yeah. Um, and but they're not like all gruffy like dwarves, so it's it's a nice change. Okay, cool. Um, also, uh, deep gnomes get an optional feat. It's the only feat in the game that I know of so far that is race specific, which for fifth edition is very out of the ordinary. In previous editions, that's not out of the ordinary in any way. There is a plethora of race specific feats throughout fourth edition and third three point five and Pathfinder editions. That's interesting. Um. I am drawing a blink of what the feat does, so I'm going to have to look it up in just a second. But uh, okay. but yeah, like they have an optional feat and cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go to the feat. Seamless. This is seamless. This is a seamless cut that I'm going to do in the post. This is all getting edited out. I really like uh, thinking about the hair, the different variations of hair that stop, uh, stop gnomes have to offer. talking about content. We're supposed to cut this. I think I'm going to leave it in. Okay, so looking at this handy dandy phone right here, um, the optional feat is called. Oh God, I got to say it again. Sverfeblin magic. Sverfeblin. Sverfeblin magic, and the prerequisite is that you are a deep gnome. Um, You have inherited innate spellcasting ability of your ancestors. This ability allows you to cast non-detection on yourself at will without needing a material component. You can also cast each of the following spells once with this ability blindness slash deafness blur and disguise self you regain the ability to cast these spells when you finish a long rest and intelligence is your spellcasting ability for these and you have to cast them at their lowest possible levels um, so these guys have a plus two to intelligence right as uh, they do all gnomes do cool. and i believe they get a plus one to constitution as well let me check that real quick it's for fedlin it's for Oh, no, they actually, uh, much like Forest Gnomes, they get dexterity. I think this ties into the fact, and you can kind of see this from their innate spellcasting abilities, uh, they have to be really good at hiding. 
Yeah, that, that makes sense. Everything around them is horrible, nasty, very powerful, and out to kill anything it sees. You got to sneak about like, in the in the underdark. Like, exactly. So they have to stay hidden. Because of that, they also have a stone camouflage. Uh, oh, that's a cool ability. Blends really well. So again, really like they're really that. good at staying hidden. Meld with stone. All that yeah. stuff is and really then, cool. Yeah, exactly. And then like they're, they're, some of the spells are getting from this feat that you would have to take a level four, theoretically. Um, non-detection, casting that on yourself. Uh, blindness and deafness. Again, these are all ways of staying alive and staying hidden nice. and getting away. Um, which is an interesting way to play a character. Like I imagine uh, if you're playing a deep gnome, the gnome, the gnome that you're playing might have a strong disposition to flee before ever fighting. Oh, yeah. Maybe they only I mean, fight when they're back to do a corner. And like if escape is an option, they just instinctually take it. I imagine that you have to be – you're going to get cornered every now and again, so you have to have some fighting skill. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, while all gnomes get dark vision, uh, deep gnomes, much like um, dark elves, get superior dark vision, um, which, of course, is just... Is that like double the... Double. It's double the 120? Uh, yeah, 120. Interesting, nice. Interestingly enough, they don't get the sunlight sensitivity that dark elves get. Yeah, so... I don't know why. What was that again? When you come out of the dark and you're in the sunlight, you get a minus you two... Disadvantage on all attack rolls and ability checks. Damn, son. nasty bad. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's cool. It doesn't deter you from playing that deep gnome. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that, that's all three types of gnomes. Uh, the first two of which are in the player's handbook. Uh, the deep gnomes are actually in the player's companion guide to the Temple of Elemental Evil. It is free. You do not have to purchase nice. it. It's a free PDF. Uh, Wizards uh, provides it on their website. Wizards I highly recommend coast. you. There's all kinds of cool stuff in there. There's like four races, uh, a bunch of spells. I'm going to check uh, that out. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, the Genasi are in there. The Goliaths and the Aarakocca are all in cool, there. Cool, cool. Definitely um, cool. I love all those. So yeah, go check it out. If you haven't heard of it for whatever reason, hey, that's free official material that's been play tested. It's not an unearthed arcana. This shit is official. Nice. Um, so what's your favorite gnome out of the three? Mm, forest gnomes. I forest like, gnomes. But I like Did you say that already? Uh, I might have, but mm. if I didn't, I love forest gnomes. Uh, mostly because they can speak to small beasts, and that's cool. And illusion's Hell yeah. cool. You must have said that. And I like the fae. And I like rangers, and I want to do a forest gnome ranger. I've done a forest gnome ranger, actually. Oh, that's cool. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, he, With the snow leopard pet that I could talk to because I could speak with small beasts, and snow le- leopards are technically pretty small. Yeah. So that's badass. Yeah, I like forest gnomes a lot, but I like all three types of gnomes. Um, I don't see gnomes enough. I feel as a DM, like more players should explore them. They're a lot of fun. Um, I know Critical Role has two gnomes on the party. Oh yeah, they're pretty cool. But I'm pretty much done on uh, delving this knowledge out of my head on gnomes. Did you have any other questions for me before we say bye to the listeners? I think it's time to call it a game and say bye yeah, to the listeners. I think we're done. Goodbye, listeners. Goodbye, listeners. We're calling it a game. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. We Thank you, s- listeners. See you next time. We'll see you next week. Bye. Heart Stephen King, Heart Chuck Palahniuk, infected blends science fiction and horror into a pulpy masterpiece of action, terror, and suspense. James Rollins, New York Times bestselling author of The Judas Strain and Black Order. The Infected Trilogy is an unabridged three-season audio fiction series from number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler. Powerfully written, an unforgettable central character. Dallas Morning News. Infected is one hell of an exhilarating ride. Joe R. Lansdale, World Horror Convention grand 
grandmaster and author of Bubba Hotep and Hap and Leonard. All 88 episodes, 53 hours of horror, are free and available now wherever you listen to podcasts. Sigler is the Richard Matheson of the 21st century. Infected is a flawless thinking person's thriller. Jonathan Mayberry, Bram Stoker award-winning author of B-Wars and the Joe Ledger series. 